If you're hearing the sound of my voice, you're watching Don Talk here on Channel 180, Spectrum Cable out in Coleman. Check us out on Roku, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. This episode has been brought to you by Night Night Attorneys at Law. I'm Don. And I'm Leslie. And we are here with Senator Gudger, uh, Garland Gudger, from State of Alabama Senate. Uh, he's our local representative here in Coleman. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of things we, we're going to talk about. Uh, we got a whole bunch of things, different things we're going to talk about. But let's Good. first talk a little bit about, um, you know, we talked some uh, earlier about the lodging tax. You know, that was a big um, a big thing during the election, right. the lodging tax. Where does it go? What does it do? So tell us a little bit about the lodging tax. Okay. Yeah, just to give a little bit of background about the yes. lodging tax, there was um, some few different pennies that were placed on in the past, and those have been changed over the years, all the way from 1960s all the way until recently. Uh, in 2000, I believe, in six was the most recent um, a lodging tax that was added on that went to the city of Coleman, and that was to be able to do more larger programs through the mm -hmm. Parks and Recs program, so they can do overnight uh, programs because the people that collect the lodging tax are the hotels, mm -hmm. and the hotels turn that back into going through the state to the county back to the city. Um, so there's been a lot of questions about the lodging tax, I believe, in mm -hmm. the recent election and yeah, where just, that money is yeah, flowing to. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, I think that my opinion on that, if that's what you're asking me for, mm -hmm. Don, mm -hmm. is I want to do what's best for everyone in this community, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's been different ideas that have been brought up that says we need to do it just for one project, we need to do it just for uh, just the county, we need one just for the city, we need to do one that's just for tourism, and the key is people that are traveling through Coleman mm -hmm. that stay, and most of those people are people that are not that live in Coleman, they're right. taxpayers they're in Coleman, they're people that are traveling up and down the road, yeah. is why this is a, I think if you could say there's a good tax, this would be a good tax because yeah. the citizens of Coleman are not paying that. Other people from outside are paying it and making us have more wealth in our community so that we can use it to our benefit here without using our, as much infrastructure, right? Yeah. We definitely need to do that. I mean, because 65 is just it's booming, booming yeah. with, with people traveling. And, yeah. we're, and we're blessed and with so many mm -hmm. exits that we have now. And so um, I want to do what's best for the people community-wide. I think mm -hmm. there needs to be a meeting that's brought together by the state delegation that controls that lodging tax of where it is through legislation, okay. uh, the city, the county, the park and recs, the hotels, and our other partners, right? There needs to be the hotels, Wallace State, and everyone that has a hand in where that money should go for tourism mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what is best for the community. Um, and what is our best return on our investment, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. whether you want to admit it or not, that is a pot of money that's an asset that all of us have. And how are we going to parlay that into more money? That's what we need to be putting this towards. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, that's what I think is best for the community. And do I know the answer to that? No, I think that meeting is going to yeah. be happening yeah. soon. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, there was a lot of bickering back and forth about it, and, and we just wanted to bring it up and, and see what your thoughts were on right. it. Right. Well, well, before we go, the chamber is in control of that money currently, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they are sharing that money now with the city okay. of Coleman, the county, uh, the county, Coleman County, mm -hmm. and the city of Good Hope by paying off exit 305. Okay. Yes, so the bridge that went across in the state mm -hmm. before I came on had produced uh, exit 305. So they're paying that with that money, part of that money, not all of it, but mm -hmm. part of that money now. So I wanted to make sure that even though the chamber is in control of that money, that is still being shared currently. And yeah. I think everyone's in agreement that we need to make sure that 305 is paid for before we go into another endeavor. Yes. Yes, exactly. Very much so. Okay. Uh, 
Well, 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 another, well, right. another, another uh, thing that the people want to know is okay. how how are, is Coleman going to handle these absentee? Are we doing absentee ballots? Yes. The mail-in ballots. Uh, yeah, this is uh, a universal. really hot topic right now. I'm so glad you asked um, that question. So what yeah. what are your thoughts on that? They are. Um, let's let's start with the first, which is absentee ballots. Okay. That is what everyone is used to, right? Mm -hmm. They're able to um, not if they're not going to be able to vote the day of the election, then you can go prior and you can show your ID and they'll give you a ballot and it's just like the day of voting and then you vote mm -hmm. your ballot and you turn that in and you just do that early because mm. you're going to be on a trip, you're going to be overseas, you're in the military and have to be gone for a, a deployment, right? Mm. Yes. So we're used to that. That's still the same, nothing's changing okay. now. The universal mail-in ballots that you see that's on the federal news, Fox News, mm -hmm. CNN, everywhere else. That is something that we have had to look at in the state of Alabama, okay? So let me tell you a few things about it. But to make a long story short, we are not doing universal mail-in ballots, just to hopefully ease your mind to begin okay. with, okay? So, but first of all, it costs more money yep. in each process of an election. General election, a runoff, primary election, okay? Mm -hmm. Each one of those to do that statewide, right, which is what will happen come mm -hmm. in November for the president, you will end up spending in the taxpayers $5.5 million per process. So we're spending $16.5 million to go through that process as we normally do, yeah. right? which yeah. is going and showing your ID yes. like you're asking. If we went to the universal mail-in ballot, number mm -hmm. one, it cost about $16 million per process. And so mm -hmm. now we're around 48 to $50 million. So oh, it cost all of us a so lot much money. more. Exactly. Yeah. So if you took the money away from it, the second thing is to do that, there's only three states that are doing that right now, Leslie, and those are states that have about a 60% completion of your true address where you live today, not okay. where you signed up when we were 18 when we started right, to vote. Right, because that changes. That, that definitely changes. changes. And ours is only about 5% because we've never done it before. But they said if you okay. ever did that, it would take about a five-year evolution to get to the point where we're able to do that. But this being our first year that's been brought up, we are not ready for that. I confirmed that with the Secretary of State, John Merrill, just the other day. And But I'm glad you asked that because people need to know that. It, it does concern me. You know, I mean, I've lived here several years now, yeah. but I'm still getting mail from people right. that lived before. before. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been a while now. Right. And, um, yeah, could people just fill those out and yeah. send them back? If it was a universal mail-in, you could. That is, that's not, yeah. that's not a good thing. There was something that was on Facebook today that said that they were doing that in one of those three states that I talked about, mm -hmm. and I was reading through the news, and at their actual dog's name was on the ballot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. They must have ordered something from PetSmart <laughs> yeah, or something. Exactly. I mean, in the, the dog's, dog's name. name. So they got that, which yes. is amazing See, to me. But it's, yeah. There's a lot of fraud there. Alabama mm -hmm. will not be able to go okay. through that process and John Merrill does not want that process to happen. So we're not, so that's a good thing. So that, that eases a lot of people's minds. That's right. So. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Okay. We'll be right back after these messages. This episode has been brought to you by Nine Nine Attorneys at Law. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Don Talk. This episode has been brought to you by Nine Nine Attorneys at Law. We're here with Garland Gudger, Senator. Uh, of the state, uh, state of Alabama. You wish, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Come on. Uh, I'm, since I'm giving out titles, I'm, you know, I'm vice president. Why not? Uh, now, uh, our state senator Garland Gutter here for uh, for Coleman. Um, tell us uh, now. There was a lot of pushback about the 278 barriers. Okay. Of course, that's been a hot topic for years now. Mm -hmm. This was this happened before you were in office. That's correct. Uh, and but we kind of want to know. 
is there a way to get rid of them? I mean, how how would this? I mean, because it is a state highway, how would the state have to go about get, to get rid of them? What would um, we have to do? And we're talking about the barriers out here <laughs> on, on the 278. On 278. That affects us every day, especially in our small business, because we're right over mm -hmm. here next to them, right? Um, the reality of that is put in by federal grant for safety. So okay. there wasn't ride-ins and, and people turning across an oncoming lane of traffic to turn left and coming across. And so you have to turn right, which goes with the flow of traffic, go up somewhere and turn around, which is safer that way, okay? Okay. Um, that was done at the state level. I was on the city council at that time. From that, there was a confusion right when it first started. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the reason I know that is that Senator at the time called me and said, what are y'all doing? This is crazy. And I said, what are y'all doing? This is crazy. And we talked back and forth. He thought the city was doing it. Mm -hmm. And the city mm -hmm. thought the state confusion. was doing it. Yeah. But what happened is the state wasn't, didn't have told our, my predecessor of what was going on either. So mm -hmm. um, to my predecessor's um, credit, he called a meeting and mm -hmm. was able to get the, the mayor, the utilities um, councilman at that time, uh, Johnny Cook, and then Andy Page to show up had a meeting and that meeting did not go as what as what we had wanted right which was take the barriers up the barriers up we don't want them okay. and it ended up by the end of that meeting that the ALDOT had stated they're in the ground already they're concreted into the center of their your roads we had a federal grant to do this mm -hmm. to pull those back up you're going to have gaping holes in the middle you have to re-asphalt that's going to be and, so much money yes and it's going to be so much money but it's going to have to come out of our pocket and the taxpayers dollars when this was coming from the federal government to answer your question if we got another federal grant to take those up mm -hmm. i do not mind looking at that and trying to find that money coming in but to make our taxpayers pay for something that we didn't want to begin with I don't want to make our taxpayers do that. That's getting well, the short end of the sticks, what that is. That's correct, yeah. And, but there is a safety issue to it, too, and they are the same color as the asphalt. Right. Uh, is there something that we could do, maybe paint them yellow? Put, I mean, I mean, yeah. put, you know, something, a barrier up that's higher, mm -hmm. like on the interstates. They right. have, because people get, they actually turn in and then they're on the wrong side of the road wrong and they cannot road. get over to the to the correct side of the road. I see this a lot because I'm in insurance they, and we've had people with claims and accidents. Or they get high centered on them too. Yes. That's true. Yeah, there's accidents that I've seen myself that the elderly gentleman coming down 278 and he had come he had come and turned left on through the uh, open area of the barriers and went straight up in the middle of his car not seeing that and he was just teeter-tottering back and forth. Um, the second thing about that is the EMS, the mm -hmm. EMTs, the firemen, the police, when it is backed up as y'all well known on 278 at mm -hmm. five o'clock and in the mornings, there's only one lane of traffic and those barriers are right there on your left or your right, depending on which way, and you can't get over that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we brought that up at that time. How does the fireman get to fire suppression to t put out a fire at a house if, if the traffic's backed up and the barriers to the left? And they said, well, the, the, the truck can go over it. Well, well, you're not able to because it mm -hmm. scrapes the bottom of our trucks because it's so high. Yeah. Yeah. So would I like for those to be up 100%? Do I want the taxpayers to pay for it? No, no, no. they're not. So the key is going forward and working with Congressman Adderholt, Richard Shelby, to, for us to be able to get some grant money to be able to take those back up over time. Is it going to happen immediately? No, but hopefully over time it will. Fantastic. Well, you know, all we can say is we hope we hope that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I want to come back and we'll celebrate. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. If you could get Richard Shelby in here, we'd talk to him yeah, about that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no, uh, also there's another thing that y'all are doing. Um, y'all uh, have started a committee 
to talk about the volunteer firemen. That's correct. Uh-huh. Um, tell us a little bit about what that in, entails. Um, we so at the last day of session, uh-huh. right? Randall Shed in the House had formed a resolution and had passed that to do a task study force, a committee uh-huh. for statewide for all volunteer fire departments through the state. And the reason that he did that and asked me to carry it in the Senate, in which I passed the last uh-huh. day of the Senate on the, of the of the legislation also is for the fact of volunteer fire departments are losing recruitment and they're losing funding, right? Mm-hmm. There's a new wave and a different way that people are thinking that are younger. They're not wanting to go into the volunteer fire departments as much as people in the past In did. the past. So how do we get that recruitment back up? How do we get funding back up? How do we get the awareness back up? Because this affects everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have a volunteer fire department in your area, then yes. number one, your insurance rates are higher, right? Oh, that is true, That's yes. True. And yes. it hurts everyone. You've got to be mm-hmm. and then if close you, to a fire department. Yeah, you need that. And you need to, they need to know where the fire hydrants are mm-hmm. because they're separated by certain distances. Um, and then at the same time, it could be life or death for certain people. Mm-hmm. We had a meeting last night in Chilton County of their county fire association that they showed that a, a little boy had gotten hit by a car. The volunteer fire departments were the first on the scene. They had a medic on site. The medic says, I don't believe he's going to live. They got in a circle, prayed while the medic was on because they didn't know what else they could do until um, the family got there, got air flight all the way to UAB. The boy's still living, and they had a reunion about um, three months ago, and the parents were just cr- you know, crying hysterically so because they thank you for the volunteer fire departments because you were able to stop a hemorrhaging that was happening in his brain, and you were also able to be able just to know that we had God's presence around this child. Yes. And so just having that without the mom and dad of your child being there mm-hmm. would mean so much to me, and they do so much more for the community than just lowering our insurance rates, but people still don't know they're lowering the insurance rates, and so we yeah, have to get that word out there. And well, that will uh, entice people to, right. yeah. <laughs> to do that because they, they don't yeah. want to pay any yeah, yeah. Without those volunteers, that story would have been a lot different. Oh, exactly. Oh, it would have yes. been totally different. And that, yeah. today, that family would have been grieving at the funeral at the graveside mm-hmm. uh, of, of a headstone instead of having their little boy run around the yard. Yeah, yeah. yeah until things happen to people, mm-hmm. they don't realize it. Exactly. It has to be a personal impact sometimes. You know that old saying, nobody right. likes the fire department until mm-hmm. your house is on fire. That, that, that's true. <laughs> and then they want them there quick. And then they and want then, them there, well, why we, weren't you here five minutes ago? Well, exactly, exactly. Well, our job is to get some legislation put together so yep. that they are able to get that funding and recruitment back up. And I think one of those okay. ways to do that is marketing to tell these yeah. young uh, people coming up about these stories, right? About the story I just yes, told y'all, yes. how it makes a difference, how the community matters, and, and how to take pride in helping other people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that was my question. Why do you think, or one of the questions to ponder on, why are people not wanting to step up to do? Is volunteerism just down yeah. anyway? I, I mean, in, that area, in our society? I think in that area it is. They, a lot of the younger generation does not see the benefit of why do I go help someone else if I'm not getting benefit from that. But mm. again, you think about an instant gratification society yes. that we live in, mm. from your cell phone to being able to get on Google and immediately get an answer. People do, that are in the younger generation don't have time really for stories anymore. Right? Yeah. They don't have time right. to let grandpa tell you, this is what happened to me, don't do this, and really take it to heart. It's just an instant gratification mentality. So our goal is to say, okay, let's stop for a minute 
take a deep breath and ha this matters to you and let me tell you why this matters and hopefully through these stories mm -hmm. we can tell them now the older generation that are paying their mortgage off that money is going to save them that, that will save them by having those volunteer fire departments will matter to them but the key is just getting more notoriety to the volunteer fire departments and exactly. funding back to them statewide bring that awareness up get those volunteers in that's right that's what it it's needs very important it is yeah. so. well garland we really pray or senator gudger yeah that's right i keep calling you garland sorry all right. uh the senator gudger we really appreciate you coming on today talking about all this stuff uh you know you're doing such a great job down there uh in the in the legislative and uh, we really appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate having yes. me today. So thank, thank you all so much. for coming out. Yep. And let me know anytime I can come back. Okay. We, we definitely right. will. We'd love to have all you. All right. This episode has been brought to you by Night Night Attorneys at Law. Thanks for watching. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll see you next time.